last week on Thomas and the Bible. Thomas incorrectly figures that Googling the Bible is more interesting than listening to him read it, but he soldiers on for his patrons. Jesus visits a mountain of olives, then stops a woman from getting stoned. He confuses the Phareses by... The Phareses? Phareses. He confuses the Phareses by channeling Gollum and escapes before getting stoned himself. Next on tap, he cures a blind man, which, as is typical, doesn't impress the Jews because they don't believe in miracles. We finish up with more confusing talk about doors and sheep, and a final escape from stoning by slipping off to Jordan. With a verily, verily count of five, a yawn count of one, and a cool outro tune by Marcel. <laughs> verily, verily count. That's good. I like it. <laughs> and it's Pharisees, right? Did I... I don't. I can't tell if you're making fun of something I said or if you. Yeah, should be Pharisees. I think is that what you're saying with the Pharisees or whatever. Anyway, uh, we're on John. And we're going to read to uh, from eleven to fourteen. Might be a bit of a longer episode, actually, reading wise. But we'll see. Maybe I'll knock it out even faster. Speed read. No, I owe you guys a nice slow, methodical read. <laughs> Now, a certain man was sick, named Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment, and wiped his feet with her hair. Ugh. Find anything other than that. I didn't... See, I don't know if that was this book, or one of the million other times we've read it, because we read the same thing over and over, but I do remember someone washing his feet, but I don't remember a part where she wiped his feet with her hair. First off, what does that do? I don't think hair like on your head is that great, especially a woman's hair if it's like longer. How's it? It's not really going to wipe very well. I mean, I could be wrong. Secondly, it just it doesn't really seem like it's fixing anything. I mean, you, then you just need to wash your hair, right? <laughs> and then what are you going to wipe that on? I would use anything but that. Whose brother Lazarus was sick. Well, by the name Lazarus, I can tell that uh, he's, he's, he's pretty sick. I'm guessing something bad's going to happen to him. Therefore, his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, the, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. <laughs> he threw that in. <laughs> Jesus is like, oh, I love Martha? Hmm. Wait, that chick who washed her feet with my hair? Oh, yeah, I love her. And her sister. Did you see her sister? Yeah, she's not too bad. And, oh, and her brother. I, her brother, too. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good guy. He's fine. Uh, uh, Larry or something. Lartes. La, uh, La, uh, Lamar. La, Lazar, La, lazy, lazy boy. Lazy boy. Something like this. Laz, Lazarus. That's it. Yeah, no, he's great. But, man, did you see Sisters of Prune, huh? Yeah, he threw, he tacked that in at the end just to, just to be smooth about it. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he's like, he's sick? Oh, wait, I, I can, you mean I can go find an excuse to, to hang out, party with, party down with the sisters? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can cure that. Whatever that is. Yeah. Totally. I can cure anything. What does Lamar have? Oh, it doesn't matter. I got it. Then after that, he saith to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? <laughs> I like. I already like where this is going, whatever it is. 
If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus, <laughs> someone told him his name, sleepeth, but I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, how, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest and sleep. Then Jesus Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, well, we still should visit, you know, just hang out with the girls, maybe have a drink, do something, you know, they're sad. This is a time of sadness for them. But uh, I, I still don't know. I want, I'm trying to figure out what he meant. Are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there's no light in him. These things he said. It's not really an answer. Because the question was like, look, those people wanted to kill you. You're going to go there again? And then he just makes some remark about, are there not 12 hours in the day? I thought he was going to say like, we'll just... They'll stone me during these hours the day, or something. I don't anything sounded like it was gonna be funny or interesting, but it was just nonsensical. So he just he he basically so people said, just to show you how insane Jesus is, here's some people he's he wants to go back to a town where people stoned him to death. Now it's possible I'm missing some weird translation problem or whatever. You can always accuse me of that. That's fine. But Jesus says, so they say like, hey, people wanted to stone you last time you went there. And Jesus is like, aren't there 12 hours in the day? They're like, what? Huh? Yeah, because daytime you don't fall and nighttime you fall because there's no light in you. That's literally what he said. Okay, uh, so they want to stone you? What does that, that relate to that? So is that, how does, are you going to go at night? Is that, is he saying he's going to go at night? Is that what it is? So is is it that he's saying he's full of light and maybe maybe this uh is the meaning I don't know. Is he saying that oh I'll go during the night because I'm full of light so I can see I don't fall. I think that's what he's saying. Now that I've read it through four or five times. <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense. He could have just said, "Oh, I have darkness powers so I can just go during the night." Anyway, uh so then he says Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. The intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us go also that we may die with him. What? Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Oh, he's probably faking, though. He's just like laying in the grave, like faking it. I like this because normally Jesus just cures stuff, but I think... This was a case of Jesus really wanted to meet up with his sisters. So he's like, he's dead? I could probably fix that. I don't know. I've never tried. But uh, no, sure, I could probably do something. And in real life, he just, he did nothing. But but then he spun a story about how he revived him or something. And many of the Jews came to Martha and to Mary to comfort them. <laughs> well, they're, they're men. They have feelings. You know, that's what they do. They, they have urges. <laughs> I'm telling you, Martha and Mary were really hot. They were the hottest sisters in this side of... Uh, of uh, Bethlehem? I don't know. I'm not sure where they are right now. Then Martha, as soon as she had heard Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary still sat in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will forgive it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And when he said, believest thou this, he actually was slowly unzipping his fly, just to let you guys know. That's I know you can't see it in the text, but I'm here to translate it. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art... <laughs> this could totally be a porno. Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ. <laughs> so I've cured your brother of whatever disease or something. How are you going to pay me? <laughs> the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly. Ugh, it just keeps getting worse. Oh, I don't know I can pay you, but my sister's here. <laughs> Uh, look, I've, I, I'm not even saying anything. I'm just, I already said what I said. And I'm sticking to it. Uh, the master has come there. It keeps going and call for thee. As soon as she heard that she arose quickly and came unto him. Now, Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her saying, she goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, <sighs> not even a good porn script can keep me from yawning, apparently. Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Je- is it Jesus' responsibility to be everywhere at all times? To oh, I guess. <laughs> to be everywhere at all times to stop people from dying? I, he could, yeah, there's probably someone dying right now in another country that Jesus is not at. And if he were there, then that person would live. It's just, I mean, that's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, and said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? There, uh, Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, Cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take away the stone, Martha. Uh, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Je- <laughs> I, come on. You got Jesus, the Son of God. You got the big miracle man who you know can do miracles, and he tells you to do something. He tells you to open the grave. Now, is there a person dumb enough to not see where this is going. Is there? I, I, I apparently, oh, we can't open the grave. She's like reading from a really bad commercial script. Oh, but how will we ever revive him? Open the grave, but he smells because he just died. I cannot open the grave. And then it's like, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead, and the, the, the sister must have been like, What are you doing? You cannot talk to him. He is deed. Dead, sorry. He is dead. Like it's the mo- Does she not see where this is going? <laughs> and he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was abound with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary 
and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we? For this man doeth many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. (laughs) I see where this is going. And one of them named Caiaphas, being, I've heard that name, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, Ye know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, um, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for the nation. And not for that nation only, but also he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Then from that day forth, they took counsel together to put him to death. (laughs) Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but went thence unto a country near to the wilderness into a city called Ephraim, where there he continued with his disciples. And the Jews' Passover was nigh at hand. And many went out of the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then sought they for Jesus and spake amongst themselves as they stood in the temple, What think ye that he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a commandment that if any man knew where he was, he should shoe it, that they might take him. So that's the end of 11. So that was an interesting turn of events. So a man raises another man from death impossibly. And the natural response is, well, we must kill this person, of course. It's the only way. It's always, I know I've said it once, I'll say it a hundred times. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But now they're adding this wrinkle that like the high priest has foreseen that Jesus would come and die for for everybody. So they're sort of endorsing it. They're like, oh yeah, he's supposed to die for everybody. So we better kill him. And now they're part of it. So I don't know if this was added later to like justify, you know, the what's going on. But the Jews now are privy to it. They're like, oh, well, he has to die to save the whole nation. So, yeah, no, that's cool. Even though he's a miracle worker and he raised someone from the dead. Yeah, no, let's kill him. Sounds sounds like a reasonable response. John 12. Then Jesus, six days before Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. Now, how zombified is Lazarus, I wonder? Because they don't really go into that. I mean, is he just a rotting corpse that's now alive? I think that would be funny. I mean, it would be horrifying, but it'd be funny for us. Because we assume, oh, he brought him back to life, and he's just fine. But, like, what if... I mean, he did say he was in grave clothes. What if that means, like, his skin is rotting, and he's just alive? But he's, he's like a normal citizen now. He tries to get a table at a restaurant. He's like, look, I'm just, I'm an, I, I understand I look weird. I, I, a normal guy, like, I just want to live my life, man. Everyone's horrified running from the restaurant. I just want to order a burger and some fries like anyone else here in Jerusalem. That's just what I want to do. Okay. I want to be treated like a normal person. Uh, there they made a supper and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the tables with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment uh, of spike nard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. Oh, so did it tell us that in the future? <laughs> Is this like one of those things? Oh my God. This book, I swear. I mean, normally I wouldn't think that. Normally, if this were a real book, I would think, oh, they're just, she did it again. But because this is the idiotic Bible, which every time it comes, it tells us about Judas, 
it says, oh, so the disciples were this guy, this guy, this guy, and Judas, who is a traitor. It just tells us, like, for no reason. So was that what this was? It was telling us ahead of time what she did, but, and wiped his feet with her hair, and, because that's the weird fetish she's into. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. <laughs> I did, I, oh, man. I didn't even know that that was going to be the next thing. Uh, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear <laughs> was put therein. Then Jesus said, let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me you have not always. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. (laughs) Isn't that double jeopardy at that point? You can't put a zombie to death. He's already served his time. Uh, Because that, by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Imagine being of the... (laughs) It just occurred to me how stupid this is. Imagine being the kind of person. Let's just pretend this is real. Let's take it at its word. The, these geniuses who were to trust in at this time, just people from this time period in general, see Jesus raises a guy from the dead. The guy is dead, and then Jesus undeads him. He's like, you are now undead, or alive, rather. I'm, <laughs> I'm raising you from the dead. And they think, you know what? We better put that guy to death. <laughs> Could you imagine? Did he have a choice in being raised from the dead, I wonder? like, And it says the logic is, well, he's been driving a lot of Jews away because of, you know, I don't know, because of what, being a miracle for Jesus or something? It's like, yeah, he was dead and he raised him from the dead. You want to kill him again for that. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, set the... <laughs> so he's just got done with Mary and what's her name, and then he has to find some other young ass. Sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter Sion, which I guess is normally Zion, but I don't know. Behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's colt. Hmm. These things understood not his disciples at the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they these things when they were written of him. They had done, oh yeah, we'll trust that. They didn't see these, they didn't remember, the, they didn't recognize these things at the time, but later they remembered them. So, and we'll just take the Bible's word for that. No, no, uh, no foul play there. And they had done these things unto him. People, therefore, that were with him when he called Lazarus out of his grave and raised from the dead, bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing. Behold, the world has gone after him. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered him, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Oh, I just realized I skipped over that part. Well, I didn't skip it, but I didn't say anything about it. When the woman is rubbing some very expensive stuff on Jesus' feet and treating him and all that. And and Judas, the only sensible person, is like, hey, we could have sold that for a 
crap ton of money and gave it to the poor. And Jesus, <laughs> I don't know if you caught it, but he said, well, you're always going to have the poor. You're not going to have me for very long. <laughs> so in other words, Jesus is like, treat yourself. <laughs> He's like, look, treat myself. I've, uh, I'm not going to be here long. It's, uh, you know, poor is going to be here long after me. It's fair enough that you might maybe rub some lotion on my feet occasionally. I mean, is that such a crime or is it, I mean, I'm not going to be here for very long. Um, Ooh, verily, 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 life is my, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me where I am. There shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. There came a voice, then there came a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. I like this voice that comes from heaven. Is it when God just decides to yell back? Like God's just watching TV and then he's like, oh, God, I better say something. Uh, yeah, no, I've glorified it. And, uh, you know, that's what I picture, something like that. Because otherwise we could just talk to him, right? I don't know why there's a voice from the heavens that he occasionally comes and anyway. And it thundered, and others said, an angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, His voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. The people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou? The Son of Man must be lifted up. Who is this Son of Man? Well... Funny you should ask. Jen, <laughs> Jesus said to them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be children of the light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. Why? We don't know. Unclear. He brought a man from death back to life. They don't believe him. Nah, I don't believe it. I'm not buying it. Sure, that guy was rotting in the ground for four days. There's no possible way he couldn't have been dead. And now he's very much alive. But no, I don't buy it. The saying of Esaias, the prophet, might be fulfilled, which spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? And they even heard a voice coming from the sky. Is Does that... Back before amplification of sound, that must have been something, right? You couldn't not believe that. He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. These things said Esaias when he saw his glory and spake of him. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men who men more than the praise of God. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. 
For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. But, but, but you, you keep saying that people, if they don't believe in you, then they're going to die. And I don't understand. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judged him. What? The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, which what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. That made no sense. So if a man hears his words and believes not, he doesn't judge him. But if a man rejects him and receives not his words, then then that person's dead, I guess. Dead meat. This doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, but hey, that's the Bible. It doesn't make sense. All right, John 13. Things are getting intense. It's coming up to who knows what's going to happen to this Jesus character. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. (laughs) That was such a stupid sentence. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Now, how interesting is that? The devil is... There's too much to even get to. It is... This episode is going to take forever if I have to break down every stupidity. But the guy... I thought the whole point was free will. I thought that was always, oh, free will, free will, free will. And yet, in the Bible, whenever someone does something wrong, it's like either God hardened their heart or the devil did it. That's it. And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things unto his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper, laid aside his garments, and took a towel and girded himself. <laughs> all right, well, you don't have to sh- you don't have to share every gory detail of his routine. Uh, <laughs> after that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel wherewith he was girded. Oh, wow. Okay, creep. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said, uh, saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Oh, now he's getting more demanding. And actually, can you get behind my uh, my ears and uh, make sure to wash my back? Oh, that feels good. <laughs> it's just, and can you pick up around the house? It's a little dirty around here. Also, I get the, the lawn needs to be mowed. I got the, I think the garbage pickup is tomorrow. Would you mind putting the cans out? Just, uh, and that, that'll do it. And then come back. Uh, I'll probably need another rub down by then. But uh, that should give you lots to do, I'd say. Uh, and Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not to save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, You are not all clean. <laughs> so after he had washed their feet and had taken their, his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? And they're like, Oh, great. Ye call me Master and Lord. And it can't just be a straightforward feet washing with Jesus. There's always got to be a catch. Ye call me master and Lord, and ye say, well, for so I am. If I then, your master and Lord, have washed your feet, ye ought also to wash one another's feet. I'm like, oh, God, all right. 
<sighs> it's always a catch. For I've given you an example that you should do as I done, have done to you. Verily, so everyone has to wash each other's feet. How about we all just wash our own feet? Not to get too Ayn Rand on you, but <laughs> I'm good with just generally our own feet washing. I don't need to wash anyone else's feet or have anyone else wash my feet. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. I speak not to all of you, I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread hath uh, with me hath lifted up his heel against me. What? He that eateth bread with me hath, hath lifted up his heel against me. I don't know if he's just talking about Judas, maybe. Now I tell you before it come, that when it is come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. What? The enemy of my enemy is my enemy. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you should betray me. Oh, no, we've, I haven't heard this uh, 80 times already. Then the disciples looked at one another, doubting of whom he spake. Uh, now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon, ugh, it's kind of creepy. So he just goes up and like leans on his chest. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He then lying on Jesus' breast saith unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it's you. No, just kidding. He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Well, so he doesn't even have a choice? Then Jesus said unto him, Thou, that thou doest do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast. Wow, that's a wildly different version than I just heard or that he should give something to the poor. Then having received the sop, immediately went out, and it was night. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God also shall glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while while I am with you, you shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, Whither I go, you cannot come. So now I say unto you, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, and that you love one another. What? By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye love, have love to one another. This is, this is very valuable information that has been lost over time, apparently, even though it's right here. Here's how you'll know, Christians. If you love each other and love one another, then you're a Christian. It's very simple. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto you, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. No, never. It'll never happen. So we're on to John 14, and uh, yeah... It, so ridiculous. So just to finish that up, I mean, it said, so now the Bible is doing this all differently. It's it's almost like Jesus is in control of Judas betraying him, like he, because he's, he's getting all mad or whatever, but he hands him a bag or whatever it is, 
And then it said, oh, the devil entered into him then. So he was fine before. He was going to be fine. He he had no, it, it was not, uh, you know, um, what is what is it? Premeditated. It was not planned. It was not some evil thing of Judas. Just he got handed a bag and then the devil entered him uh, anally. And then he was, he betrayed Jesus. So I, I have more pity for Judas in this version. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am you may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, I did not. Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how we can go the way, or how we know the way. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Well, I've heard that before. Where have I heard this before? If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him, and have seen me. Philip saith unto him, Lord, <clears throat> show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me hath seen the Father, and how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Believest not that thou believest thou not that I am the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I spake unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me the works that I shall do, he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go into my Father. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So if people believe in you, they're going to do greater works than uh, just in recent memory, reviving a man to life after four days dead, uh, walking on water uh, without the use of any technology of any kind or anything, um, creating infinite loaves and fishes. I don't think we've even done that, <laughs> much less better than that, just from believing in you. I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on that claim, Jesus. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will do, and that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hmm, let's see. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he that shall give you another comforter, that he may be abide may he abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, and ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, I am in my Father, and, <laughs> and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judith saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, Judas, not Iscariot, what? Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us? There must be another Judas, I guess. And not unto the world. Jesus answered and saith unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, 
which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again to you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass ye might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of the world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so do I do. Arise, let us go hence. Oh, man, that was an awful lot of... I guess Jesus got drunk and just... You know, man, I love you. No, I love my Father. I just want to say... I love my father so much. I love him so much. You don't even know. That's pretty much the that entire chapter was that. Uh, and so, that being said, I need to thank my lovely, lovely, lovely patrons. Sarah McPike, signing back on. Thank you. Ryan Neal. Thank you as well. New patron, Ryan Neal. Thank you. It's, it's much appreciated, guys, supporting the show uh, wherever it may lead. And if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash T and the B. Donate as little as a dollar a show. You won't even notice it, and you'll be supporting this lovely podcast that I guess you like if you've made this far. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks for listening as usual. That one was a little longer, so I had to rush through it a little bit because the the reading, the page numbers was just the way it worked out. Uh, But, yeah, there's plenty of nonsense to go around. There's plenty of Jesus, you know, in this version, Judas is totally fine, and then a devil takes him over. I find that kind of interesting, theologically, I guess, free willily. Uh, and then at the end, Jesus is just saying a bunch of crap about how, you know, remember me. Like just, it's like his farewell speech that we didn't get in some of the other books. I mean, we got a little bit of it, but this version was very long. This is like one of the more polished versions. It seems like a lot of stuff has been added, so that's kind of interesting. All right, well, that's it from me. I don't think I have to say anything else. I will see you guys next week.